It's a great pleasure to welcome back to What's Next, Dr. Ayotunde Koka, who is the CEO of Open Access Data Centers and chairperson of the Africa Data Centers Association. Uh, welcome back. How are you doing, Dr. Koka? Very well, thank you. Delightful to be back and delighted to be back. I think we I think we spoke a few months ago and I picked up on your enthusiasm and this tremendous growth that's happening in data centers across the continent. Yes. Um, but before we start, let's let's refresh our viewers. What is open open access data centers unique selling proposition? What makes you guys different to your competitors at the moment? And just explain to us a little bit about uh, about the African Data Centers Association. Okay. Yes, uh, first one um, was what's open access data centers. Uh, OEDC, I'll refer to OEDC, um, is part of Wyock Group. Wyock Group is a, um, has started off as a connectivity company building um, uh, broadband fiber connectivity uh, across Africa, originally with Easy Cable. And it's now invested with over 200,000 you know, yeah, kilometers of um, Subsea fiber connecting um, Africa to the world around the West Coast and also the East Coast and uh, long distance fiber across Southern Africa and uh, other parts of Africa. And it started the open access data center as a data center company, open access carry neutral about three years ago. OADC has been building ever since with the first footprints in um, South Africa. Now, we have the core to edge strategy and different levels of scale. So core data centers are large multi-megawatt data centers, for instance. And we have a core data center in um, Durban, which lands the Two Africa cable. Two Africa cable is the meta subsea cable, which goes around the east and the west of Africa. We've got a core data center in uh, Isando in Johannesburg and two data centers in um, Cape Town, one in Rondebosch, um, live. They are all live, and Brackenfell will be live in the next uh, month or so. However, we also have over 30 edge data centers located at strategic points across the country. So um, in addition to this um, open access uh, court edge um, um, uh, proposition we have, you see the edge data centers take content towards the eyeballs at the point of use. Excellent when you need to support new technology, emerging technologies like 5G, you know, and so on. And also where you have yes. situations of um, uh, load shedding, as you know. Take those <laughs> Don't mention away. the word. Yeah, you know, we take those problems away at the edge. I mean, the core data centers are standard, you know, the, you know, the reliability there. But at the core, we have... Uh, our clients who need to get to the eyeballs can ride on our comprehensive long-distance, uh, national long-distance networks across South Africa and deliver uh, to the edge at our um, edge data centers. And we aggregate ISPs, uh, content and small SMEs, you know, so on at the edge that makes it cost-effective to run their businesses and reach uh, the local customers. Now, um, we also have this what we call the converged open and digital um, infrastructure uh, value proposition that combines WIOC's open hyperscale networks, uh, which is uh, open access in itself, with open access and data centers. And this allows us to optimize the delivery of content uh, to the edge. 
what's the general benefit? It also takes away uh, the ownership of infrastructure as the differentiator. It actually brings the service to customers as the key differentiator. It's groundbreaking, it's transforming in terms of value it adds to the economy. Now, um, we are located across Africa. My role is an Africa role uh, for open access data centers. And we have a flagship core data center in Lagos uh, in Nigeria. Now that lands the Equiano cable. And the Equiano cable is Google's own subsea cable around the west uh, coast of uh, Africa. That's, you know, due to grow to uh, up to about 25 megawatts of uh, installed IT load. And also we have one that's live in the next uh, month or so in Kinshasa in uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. Now, the um, Africa Data Center Association uh, was formed um, about um, five years ago, 2018, triggered with you know a panel session we had at Data Cloud in Monaco, an Africa session. It really didn't have that many people attending then, but we resolved to set up uh, a data center association in the same model as the European uh, Data Center Association, for instance. And we successfully launched that with a group of um, ICAR uh, board members, most still on, we've expanded the board. It's expanded to uh, over 50 uh, membership now. And, you know, we really do have a representative board across Africa. We have the um, Secretary Generals from South Africa. We have one of the board members in East Africa. We have a board member from Zimbabwe, from I'm West Africa, um, and for myself, I've brought African, and since I've been back, my diff brother are different Africa roles, and also uh, membership uh, around uh, North Africa, French speaking, and uh, Anglophone West Africa. The aim of ADCA is actually to be one of the most respected uh, data center associations, just um, you know, representing the Africa industry, which we see growing significantly. Uh, the, the growth potential is huge. Uh, South Africa currently has just over 50% of all installed data center capacity in Africa. The rest of Africa is growing. Africa has only 1%, probably slightly higher now. But as Africa grows, the world goes. So we have to grow faster than the world. We only have 1% of world installed data center capacity. So we see Africa as the next growth region. Uh, in digital infrastructure, actually, the potential and the opportunities are huge. And the ADCA uh, enables us to bring all participants, all actors in the industry, in the entire value chain, operators, consultancies, um, you know, mechanical and electrical equipment providers, um, regulators, every aspect of all stakeholders in the data center value chain together to 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 adv proper advocacy, capacity development, um, you know, thought leadership, uh, and industry uh, cohesive industry growth across the continent. I've been uh, the um, chairman of the board uh, for uh, coming up to about three years now, and um, we it's a very very well structured governed um, uh, association. I'm proud of what's been done uh, so far. 
Wow, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, uh, I mean, and I guess that when you say 1%, you just realize how much potential there's out there. When you look at how many Africans are going to connect to the internet for the first time in the next three years, it goes into the hundreds of millions <laughs> yeah, me, of Africans. Yeah, yeah there's 600 yeah, Africans I mean, it's, connected to the internet right now. 600 yes, million. Yes, exactly. And yes. And uh, and it's and it's going to grow tremendously over the next few years. And it sounds like you have a very flexible and agile structure where you're covering both the east and the west coast, which is absolutely fantastic. And well done to you and your organisation and uh, and your organisation at OADC, who are facilitating this and getting that network going across the continent because it's critical for the economic growth of this continent now. How does offering better, more sophisticated data centers power digital transformation within the South African business sector and the African one as well? I mean, we know that connectivity adds a tremendous input to any economy. How do you see it from your eyes? Yes, you're right. Connectivity is key for any economy. Uh, South Africa is a large uh, country. It's a very, very important country for our uh, presence uh, across uh, Africa. It's the anchor a country for us. We are growing us in Southern Africa as well. Um, you see, the research has shown that for every one percent, every ten percent of broadband penetration, you add, you know, anything to two two point five percent to GDP. Okay, so getting our networks, open access networks, out there gives access to other providers that wouldn't be building that infrastructure to ride on our networks to get. Uh, broadband capacity to the end consumers across the country. There's something called latency. And if you just have poor data centers at critical points, those poor places, you know, poor in terms of, you know, uh, not so privileged to get to, to, to have, you know, proximity to where some of these uh, services are hosted, have a latency problem because they're too far to where those data centers are. So what we do with the edge data centers is we enable content to be um, hosted closer to the point of consumption. So not only do we get the broadband access going and contributing that to economic growth generally, we also bring higher performance content closer to the point of use. Imagine the impact on local prosperity in different parts of the country. Now, getting broadband access is one thing. Getting broadband, um, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, use adoption uh, is another. But key, I mean, you've got to get the um, broadband capability there. So get the penetration right, and then you drive the adoption. And if the experience is right, you get the, the adoption goes up significantly. It drops the it, it, it drops the naturally it drops the the price uh, of. Uh, delivering these services uh, to uh, businesses, to medium-sized businesses, to individuals, and to families uh, across the, the country. It's very powerful and, um, and it's transformative, uh, as we've seen in economies globally. And to scale it up to the way you're talking about, I think, is, is actually quite fascinating. Um, and, it's, and it's very exciting when you look at the prospectus and you look at the future and what the impact will be on the continent. It, it's amazing, and especially what you've seen already, what uh, you know, cloud infrastructure, what, what edge computing has done to local businesses. It's phenomenal. Now, in, view, in your view, uh, how, how do independent Internet exchange points deliver superior client benefits? 
Well, um, Internet Exchange Point or IXs, as they tend to be referred to, help you localize content and make it a lot more efficient for content to be shared. Uh, it's called pairing. Uh, so you pair from one, pro one to the other. So because content is not de delivered, all content is not delivered just by one provider. It's a it's an interconnection and pairing, complex pairing uh, 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 infrastructure and architecture that enables all of this content to 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 opti to, to get optimized. If they weren't there, content would have to trip around to long distances to wherever the IX is and come back again. In the old days, before we started to really establish IXs in Africa, that means tripping off to Europe or to the US. Imagine doing all of that. Um, and the, the, the performance just wouldn't wasn't there. And very expensive because you'd be spending the cost of transit, network costs, to go all that way only to consume content that's next door at very, very poor performance. So IXs that have been emerging across the country um, I've been making uh, efficiencies, uh, content efficiencies, significantly uh, uh, higher. You know, you're, you've got uh, the Nap Africa, that's uh, it's the Taraco IX. Uh, you've got the Joburg uh, IX, Cape Town. Uh, you have IXs strategically located. Now, what we do is with our quarter edge strategy, we're then able to raise the efficiencies further of other and our critical IX locations where they better aggregate content, keeping much more. Now, what happens is you don't just you now don't just keep content in the country, you also keep lot content in the locale, and not just long distance locales where you have the IXs. You're able to keep content to the point of even closer locales to the point of use. It transforms the efficiency of of. Um, IXs. And when you talked about what our unique selling point is, that hits the unique selling point bang on. Because for enterprises, banks, insurance companies, manufacturing companies, you know, um, you know, the media, you know, and so on, it enables us something like this, for instance, being delivered and managed at very high value, excellent price points, right? Businesses and communities don't have to think about building their own. As I've said, we, we change the narrative, we transform, uh, 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 you know, it's transformative from building your own infrastructure to focusing on what's right for your business. And that's putting your capital at the front end of the business where it drives competitiveness and you're able to scale and deliver better products and services to, to consumers. And we worry about the data center infrastructure, connectivity stuff, and all of those things, and the IXCs, you know, and so on. Um, by bringing this national fabric uh, together, optimizing the, um, the, the architecture around data centers, edge core data centers, edge data centers, connectivity, IXCs, better point of use at the right price points. That's impressive. That's very impressive. Could you could you by any chance expand on on how this convergence that you talk about of this in, of these internet exchange points and data centers can ignite that business transformation in South Africa? Because I guess that by having that scaled like that and you have that kind of speed and the immediacy and the stuff all on the edge, it just makes access to that data and that information a lot faster, doesn't it? It does. So imagine a scenario where we have uh, a data center and we have enterprises and cloud companies and ISPs. We build carry neutral open access data centers, vibrant ecosystems, 
both pairing and interconnection and so on. Okay. Now we've got the the open access uh, wholesale um, uh, connectivity capability in OEDC's sister company, the wire connectivity business. Now it's um, we don't go into the enterprise space with our connectivity. We let we actually enable our um, partner carriers and ISPs and so on to do that. But what we do is we give them underlying infrastructure to ride on and hook up into our data centers or interconnect to a whole range of the edge data centers I talked about. So that in itself is a very, very unique selling point. In Africa, we're the only company that actually provides that open connectivity, open carry neutral um, DCs, right, with distributed IX capability uh, in a, this converged open digital infrastructure. That's why we call it the converged open digital infrastructure. So I've talked about the economic um, impact of getting broadband access to the point of use and doing our bit with respect to how you get, you know, uh, the, 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 the adoption of broadband and the better uh, performance uh, at, at the point of use. The overall economic impact is significant because it then helps you unlock and unleash that potential 1.5 to 2.5% addition to GDP that the global studies have shown as the potential for, for digital infrastructure and broadband penetration. Wow. Now, look, um, we, we know that the economic benefits are massive, right? And, and you know, the, the really big businesses have adopted the cloud and they've, you know, adopted this data center infrastructure. They're utilizing it. But I guess that, um, you know, we still have some catch up to do with small, medium sized businesses. But just generally, South African businesses and leaders embracing digital transformation. Um, why must they uh, do this? And I guess to stay competitive because the rest of the world's doing it, but there are lots of other use cases in, in businesses. And we talk about digital transformation and embracing this in their businesses, expanding from using simple connectivity to embracing end-to-end -end digital connectivity, because that's where the, the, the globe is going, right? Um, that really opens up new opportunities. And I must say, unlocks tremendous value in organizations. Yes, you can think of a pyramid hierarchy of how this uh, infrastructure underpins everything. Uh, so you have uh, the data center infrastructure, you have the power underpinning the data center and the connectivity, and then you have you know access to cloud services you know, and so on, and to the level of business transformation. More and more services are moving to cloud um as the cloud services become available the global ones become available increasingly locally in south africa now businesses that not do not adopt technology if, if, if you build a data center just imagine this um you're you're bound to go obsolete very very quickly i know what it takes to build a data center as a cio before you could have um collocated collocated data centers is a huge sink of capital it distracts you to build yes. it. It's a distraction to run it because you're not expert in running data centers, right? Then you get to the point where you have to refresh. You know, you have to go to the board to justify millions of dollars, depending on scale, to, to refresh the, this digital infrastructure. You have absolutely no build it business in building. And, it, you know, it, to, to implement this stuff now takes six months to 12 months. That is months of agility you've taken out of your business. 
Now, the way the world is going and the sophistication of information, of technology as cloud, we've now got AI uh, coming. You've got other aspects of content that have to be quickly interwoven to deliver a whole range of complex uh, propositions to, to, to the customers, to the end consumers. Um, if you co-locate, it's the first thing. Adopting cloud is the second thing. It brings agility to the business and ability and speed to pivot. And if you need to grow your yes. own scale of your own equipment to just do that, it takes lead time out of it. If you need to leverage cloud, we have this hybrid of own equipment and cloud right now. And you're now starting to have interconnectivity, the sophisticated interconnectivity that you need to underpin AI. AI has been with us for some time and it, continue, it will continue to be woven into innovation and um, you know service propositions that are given to the end consumer by co-locating, leveraging uh, open digital infrastructure. CEOs and and uh, executives are able to absolutely totally focus on digital innovation, digital transformation at the point of use, and how to weave that into new value propositions that keep them competitive. If you don't do that, you lose agility to market, you lose competitiveness, and you know the world is going through to straight through processing. It's been happening for the last thirty years, but it just gets more and more sophisticated. You know, you've got your phone, you've got different. Uh, touch points to the consumer. They need to be integrated. They need to have all of their own experiences, right? And everything you touch has to be straight through process, right through to the back end, interconnected to other um, sources of functionality in the business or content, you know, stuff like that, brought back together straight out through to the consumer. And without mostly anyone touching, people say, okay, what does this have to do? Impact on jobs, you know, and so on. It creates new jobs, it creates capacity, it creates different uh, possibilities for delivering service propositions to consumers. And, you know, you have vibrant economies that are created out of that. Companies that build their own infrastructure, I'm afraid, um, will typically be left behind with a total lack of agility and a lack of ability for digital innovation, digital transformation, uh, new business models, and creating new shareholder values that, you know, roots to shareholder value that continue to emerge so quickly. It seems like as we develop in time, the speed of these four possibilities uh, continue to increase. And so you'd need that agility in the business and innovation at the front end and let people like um, OADC, wire connectivity, wire group uh, deal with, you know, the, the core infrastructures that enable businesses. So you mentioned pivot, and I think pivot is such an important word, right? Um, because it, it's almost, for me, represents going ahead of the rest. Would you say that Africa has the opportunity to leapfrog the rest of the world by embracing this latest digital infrastructure that you've been talking about? If so, why do you believe this? Yeah. Okay, so I do think so, yes. Um, if you look at um, broadband penetration continues to increase. It's been doing so significantly over the last um, two years, three years or so. Um, the availability of undersea cables connecting Africa to the world improves, increases. If you look at um, the Aquino cable on the West Coast and to Africa, between them, they're probably, probably over about 10 times existing subsea capacity. And same thing going on on the East Coast. 
So what what you'll find uh, is is going to happen is the need to to drive the build of data centers at critical points of consumption. That's why we are building in multiple countries across Africa. The footprint I talked about now is the first sort of stage uh, of, of that. And you will continue to see this increase in uh, digital infrastructure happening in Africa. What was the potential? You know, the whole of Africa, 1.3 going to 1.4 billion people have only about 50% of data center infrastructure that's in, in, in Amsterdam, Amsterdam, 30% so of what's in London, not the UK, in London, right? It just shows the difference. There's something else happening in Europe right now. And I've sort of been uh, given this hypothesis of what will happen. Artificial intelligence compute is emerging very, very rapidly indeed. But, you know, the capacity to build data centers uh, is reducing in Europe and in the U.S. because they're not getting planning permissions. They need to provide capacity for new uh, workloads uh, is, is, is occurring very, very quickly. Access to power is, is an issue. Um, but for us in Africa, power is an, in an innovation. Um, you know, if you you combine utility with self-generated independent power plants, you know, and so on, make sure you get access to gas and other generating uh, and hydro and stuff like that across the point. You just have to find the power where you can, okay, and innovate uh, with, with delivering that. So the, the, the availability to power is being reduced significantly in Europe. What happens? We are building out, uh, there are lots of data center companies emerging across Africa, bringing in capacity. And that workload is, as the higher quality, hyperscale capacity becomes um, available, the ones in South Africa are being built up and used up. You know, you have other locations, Lagos, Nairobi, closer to those uh, locations that will grow. So there will be a better distribution of data center capacity. And you have the mid-sized countries that will emerge uh, of, a, of other data center locations of the high and right quality uh, scale to bring this workload. At, at least Africa workload will come back from Europe to Africa. That's one thing. Now, Africa has shown a track record of leapfrogging in certain ways. The banking uh, industry showed how it could leapfrog the world in sophistication of new banking platforms, mobile apps. Mobile apps were very pervasive across Africa, way beyond when I was in banking, Pan-Africa banking with, with, with Access Bank. We were able to innovate very, very rapidly, way ahead of what I'd experienced with other banks and blockchains uh, in Europe before I came back to Africa. I think with under digital infrastructure, we will get the opportunity to leapfrog and be. You see, Africa also has a fantastic global geophysical location. It's in the same time zone, pretty much as Europe, in between what's happening in Asia and in the US. Therefore, we're able to plug into a global infrastructure ecosystem that gives us a more efficient point of delivering core infrastructure either to the east around the east, eastern side of South Africa, around what we see in Nairobi and Mombasa in the east of uh, uh, Africa, uh, through to uh, Ethiopia as well, around, around the anchor of West Africa, around that sort of, you know, Nigeria, Lagos area, interconnecting to other locations in Portugal, Spain, 
England, London, Marseille, you know, and so on. So we're plugged into global infrastructure ecosystem, and we deserve a significant growth in our digital data center infrastructure to enable us to add the layered services that will enable us to just generally leapfrog, as you said, um, uh, other countries. I, I think you'll see significant levels of innovation uh, starting to come through. It has been for some years now, but we just need to you know, step that up to a totally different level of uh, implementation and agility. It's very exciting. Uh, really, um, I can I can hear the, the passion in your voice. Um, and you just look at this redundancy that we've got and how many cables have come in. You mentioned the, the Quenya one. You mentioned the, the Meta one. I mean, the, these are massive, massive uh, plugins to our existing undersea cable network that we have. And certainly from your organization at OADC, you guys are expanding. I can't keep up with the changes every month that I'm reading about. What plans do you have to, to grow and improve your offerings at OADC to deliver even more business transformation benefits to Southern African, to South African businesses as well? We're, we're moving at speed, uh, not just in one um, aspect, in multiple parallel aspects of significant, fast-paced, high-quality execution. I, I have a great team and a great um, set of colleagues of uh, executive team uh, in in Wild Group, a great boss that you know really um, also passionately sort of um, feels the speed of execution and great uh, agility. We believe in quality of what we do, and it you know it's a good, strong, world class quality. Despite some of the challenges we have in operating in you know, um, a whole range of places uh, across uh, Africa. So it's a lot happening. Uh, we, we have to, um, we have to um, optimize the way we work, fine-tune the way we work across multiple countries, multiple layers uh, of uh, digital implementation. And that's why you see um, significant, I, will, I look at what has been achieved over the last three years. I've been at OABC over the 18 months now. A significant amount that was achieved even before uh, before I went on board. And, you know, we are expanding as quickly as we can. Um, if you look at uh, Durban, we're, we're bringing in new capacity at that point, awaiting the two Africa capacity coming in there. Asando, um, our, our capacity there is now going through another phase of expansion which we expect to begin to add more capacity to Sando uh, in just the next um, uh, six months. Uh, excellent anchor point. Uh, Ronda Bosch is, is making great progress. I will add in brag of our capacity. And Lagos is um, breaking ground uh, shortly on the first stage of 12 megawatts of expanded capacity. We're bringing in over 50 about megawatts of expandable capacity in the Wild Group OEDC network um, across uh, Africa. <laughs> so it's, it's a significant amount of things happening that we have to step up and scale up and innovate around to bring down right first time, right first time engineering. We've learned a lot of lessons, you know, making sure we get right first time engineering, uh, stickness in our delivery, in our project delivery uh, chain, you know, and a whole range uh, of, of 
competencies and capabilities. You've certainly, you've certainly got your hands quite full and it's exciting and it's wonderful to hear. Now you're hosting a Connecting Africa game changer at your doorstep business day dialogue live series discussion, which is happening shortly where you will, and it will be available online if you miss it right now, but where you will be expanding upon the topics we've been discussing today. We've got a great panel at that, at that particular discussion. How can listeners get involved in this discussion and future discussions? Um, and you know, you know, highlighting Africa's immense potential as leaders discuss transforming South Africa's digital future? The world becomes much more interconnected and the opportunities are not just in the country you are. You've got the Africa uh, Continental Free Trade uh, Agreement uh, that's building this free trade area across 1.4 billion people. That means you have an interconnectivity opportunity for countries across the continent. It means, therefore, we have businesses that have access to underpinning infrastructure to enable significant innovation. So at the um, event of Business Day, we'll be talking about the future as well. Um, we have a keynote that's going to bring that into perspective, how Africa plugs into the future, not really just about what we do in South Africa, where the potential is still significant, but you've got the regional, regional interconnection opportunities you have increased use of uh, innovation, uh, such as um, you know increased use of artificial intelligence. That's not coming into the fabric. And I'm a very and I'm an optimist at the front end of business transformation and the possibilities uh, that'll bring. So we'll talk a lot about enterprise transformation. We'll talk about innovation at the doorstep. What's about to come? And we'll talk about how that uh, is. Uh, likely to bring uh, new business models uh, and how we will enable those to happen with the kind of converged open digital infrastructure that we're bringing into play. Uh, in South Africa, we're you know, quite well installed in South Africa and we're extending that pro progressively to, to other locations. So I'm very much looking forward to it. It's a really vibrant um, a discussion and interaction. Yeah on the possibilities. And I'm also looking forward to learning uh, one or two things uh, from uh, a few things, actually, from a few of the panelists that we have, great panels, uh, list of panelists. Uh. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Dr. Ayotunde Koka, uh, it's always such a pleasure chatting to you. And uh, right. you leave me always feeling inspired because this is where the future is. We, we, we are paving the way for the future. The, you know, we, we don't... We, we kind of take it for granted, this incredible task that you have on your hands, that you are providing this connectivity and changing people's lives, changing countries' economic outlooks. It's, 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 a, it's a massive task, but it's, so, it's such a privilege to be working in this space. And uh, it's inspirational hearing what you and your organization are doing. So Dr. Yotunde Koka, CEO of Open Access Data Centers, OADC, and uh, the chairperson of the Africa Data Centers Association. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of What's Next. And uh, look forward to the uh, panel discussion and the dialogue. And if you missed that dialogue, it will be available online as well. And thank you for joining us, Dr. Koka. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure uh, once again. Um, Speaking with you.